Welcome to the One Thing Global Leadership Summit podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Lim. Today, we're going to be discussing principles that multiply and sustain movement. It is very important that you stay tuned with us throughout this podcast because many of you who are listening, you are very interested to understand how a movement can continue to grow and be sustained. And you as an individual or a leader who is part of the movement, how can you contribute to a growing movement or even refresh a movement that is plateauing? So these are the questions, some difficult questions that we will be discussing today. Together with me is Dr. Malachi O'Brien, and he is a revivalist at heart, but he's also part of the largest denomination in North America. He served as a second vice president, a key officer in the denomination, but at the heart of Dr. O'Brien is a heart of a a person, a a Christian leader who is yearning for vibrant move of God across this land. Not singular movement, but movements of God centered around the gospel. So, Dr. O'Brien, it's good to have you. Daniel, I'm glad to be on the podcast again. I'm excited for everyone who's listening because today's podcast, I believe, is going to give them purpose. Everybody wants to have purpose. They want to feel like they're living a life of significance. And so, I believe these next few podcasts are going to really help people to understand their role and their part and their significance in this unfolding storyline that God's doing. But I got to begin today's podcast with this, since we're talking about movements. Let's just hit time out. I want to ask you this question, what is a movement? There's a lot of things out there that are calling themselves movements, but really, what is a movement? A movement is larger than an organization with a single brand. It is something that I would classify as a movement of people towards a singular noticeable direction with significant effect on the society. And it is uh, based around some defined core value that's discernible. This group of people are heading towards a certain direction because they're carrying a certain set of core value. And this is, this, uh, this is actually quite a neutral word. A movement could have a misguided direction, misguided ideology. And so movement itself is a neutral word. But uh, the content and the value that undergird the movement determine the value of the movement. That is a, that is a great answer. I, I'm aware of, um, and I think everyone listened to the podcast, there's been um, movements in our nation. Yes. Um, I mean, obviously the pro-life movement yes. uh, being one of them, which feel it seems like it's picking up Oh, it's speaking of momentum. Like, like momentum yes. like crazy. Yes. Um, I think you've, if, if those listening are familiar with the Passion Conferences and yes. Louis Giglio, there's the End It movement yes. where everyone's got the red X on their hand, uh, the end of you know sex trafficking and, and those things. So, can, so it's there, a justice movement. Justice movement, yeah. Yes. So uh, but are, are there any movements that come to your mind when, as we're talking about movements that you're thinking of? Well, obviously, yes. Uh, a platform that is trying to foster a dialogue around the culture of prayer, the prayer movement. Now, when I say the prayer movement, the prayer movement is not a singular, homogeneous movement. It's actually quite diverse. It's actually a conglomerate of a variety of different expressions of prayer, but there is one flow, one direction, that is to see Jesus glorified. The knowledge of the glory of God cover the earth from sea to sea, from coast to coast. 
And so, and we do that by saturating the globe with incense of prayer and worship. So, in order to do that effectively and intensely, it's day and night. It's every geography and it's every language of the earth. So, the prayer movement has a very clear direction. That is all. All people praying all the time in all places. But how we pray? What is the focus of our prayer? That is the diversity of the expression. Because the prayer movement has more than one methodology and one expression. The church is more than 2,000 years old. And different prayer movements are birthed out of different contexts. The cry of the hearts of the saints and the believers came out from under different contexts. When you go to China with the underground church, the prayer expression is different because they never had the opportunity for a lot of musical instrument. And if you go to a certain place, like in the tribal uh, uh, tribes of Papua New Guinea, they don't have not only musical instrument, they don't have electricity. So the prayer expressions sound differently. But if you go to suburban United States of America, you see a lot of music in, in, the, in, the, in the prayer room and because it's catered towards a young adult generation. So the expressions is different because the context is different. You know, so as we're talking about movements, again, everybody wants to be a part of a movement. I think there's a lot of people that dream of starting a movement. But if you let's let's ask this question: If you were talking to a to a a twenty year old mm-hmm. wanting to start a movement, what would you say? If you're talking to a sixty year old who's looking at the twenty year olds and thirty year olds in regards to movement, what would you say? Well, obviously, my answer will not be a popular one. I have to be uh, candid. Because, you know, some people say a lot of people want to be chief. They want to be leader. But not too many people want to be follower. Well, in the business of prayer or the practice of prayer, you know, the only leader is Jesus. And we are all follower. We all know that. So, actually, my goal and my encouragement to everyone is to learn how to be good follower in the place of prayer. In other words, learn to be a disciple. And as we grow in imitating the Lord, but imitating those who have gone before us in the place of prayer, we grow in stature, in leadership, and then we become influencer in the midst of it. Our leadership stature begins to increase. But if we start off with the heart to say, I'm going to be the leader, I think it is good, but then um, sometimes the reality falls short of our expectation. And so this is not so much about just calibrating the reality. Movement is more than just a ministry. Some people, they say, I want to lead a movement. They're more thinking in their mind, I want to lead a ministry. In other words, I want to lead a group of people. Movements become movement because there are certain elements involved. Number one, there need to be a catalytic vessels that is Lord, the Lord is using to galvanize a lot of energy that move a, a mass of people to a certain direction. Secondly, there need to be an urgent moment where everybody feels, we must do it now. We must respond now. We must, we must engage now. And the third is the fact that there is an ideal providential context where God is putting a spotlight on that urgent moment and that urgent message and that catalytic vessel and the thing is magnified to allow more people to engage. Now, an average young leader will not be able to make that happen 
It has to come from on high and we can respond. I would say be a reluctant movement leader. When it's time for you to step out and step up to be one, take on your mantle. Until then, be in that place in closet. Be in that place like Jesus. Go in the closet and develop your secret life in prayer. When God needs you, He will call you out and He will cause you to lead the movement. That is... That is- that is un- that's unbelievably easier said yes. than done because yes. sometimes we get so impatient. I'm ready to lead or if I was in charge, I could do this better. Yes. However, I've learned <laughs> when you get in charge, you realize it's a lot harder yes. than I thought it was. Um, what would you say to someone who's maybe a little, has become disillusioned right. to particular movements they've been in or thought were movements but weren't or they maybe they felt they were more used – Negatively, I mean, I think that's been the experience of some. They've been disillusioned or hurt along the way in the movements they've been a part of. Well, not discounting the fact that there could be excesses that cause disappointment in any movement, or there could be element that could be considered abusive in movements that cause people to be disillusioned. I would uh, usually look at the why behind my personal involvement in any movement. The why actually help us because a lot of time disillusionment happen between uh, the gap between reality and expectation. So when there is a huge gap between uh, expectation, which could be an internal expectation, uh, and and the external reality, that it creates the disillusionment, and that is not the fault of that individual alone because the external reality is shaped by many factors, right? But we can control the internal reality, the why we are involved in the movement. Now, in, in the case of prayer movement, uh, like I say the most important reason why we're involved is Jesus, not even visibility, not even platform, not even to lead people. So if we go in with the heart to be that burning and shining lamp, to, to go in to, to be deep in the Word, to deep in prayer, and allow everything else to flow out there, I think it's kind of uh, hard to get disillusioned because our vision is Jesus and a larger heart rather than a larger ministry, a larger impact, and a larger focus. All those are good. Those are not bad intention. In fact, the scripture says those who desire to be a bishop, that, that aspiration is quite noble. But if we set our heart uh, to get involved in a movement because of those goals, I think that there are perils and traps along the way that our heart cannot navigate. And that will that usually hurt us along the way. But if we set our heart to grow in the knowledge of God, to discover the ocean of God's love in the process, and to go deep in the Word. You know, one of the side effects of going deep in prayer is actually prayer-based discipleship. God disciple us to understand the word in the place of prayer like no other context. So when we fall in love with the Jesus in the word, we actually have a stronger immune system. I call that the immune system is boosted in our spiritual life against the injustices of the world and even the defect within Christian movement. So instead of putting our hope on Christian leaders, or Christian ministry system or process, we have a higher view of many things that allow us to navigate the imperfection we face in the world. 
you know, as I, as I think about movements and, and we're talking about these and, and in the upcoming podcast, we're going to break it. You're going to break it down. Um, you, I'm a revivalist. Yes. And so one of the things that I am praying for, and I know people have listened, have heard this term before, is I'm praying for another Jesus movement. Right. I'm praying for a ne- not the same of what's been, because I, God never does the same thing twice. Mm-hmm. So movements, I believe, begin first by not moving because they're birthed in the place of prayer. And then, you know, and so that's all great revivals in history have been birthed in that way. But that's the, you know, we're talking about movements. I want a Jesus movement that revives the church, that people in the church are awakened to, to fresh love with Christ and obedience. And the outflow of that is people all around are coming to faith in Christ in an unprecedented uh, level. I mean, I think our nation and the nations are in need of a fresh new Jesus movement. And so I hope people I are, say amen. Yeah, I hope people are listening. Uh, yeah. If they need a movement to give themselves to, they're sitting here going, I don't know what movement I'm a part of. Join that one. Be a part of the prayer movement I for the next amen. Jesus movement. Yes, I say amen. And recapping the the glory of the Jesus movement of which many of our current uh, senior leaders were part of. They, their root were in the Jesus mm-hmm. movement. But eventually they they, they join a mainstream uh, movement, uh, church movement, institution, and all that. Well, uh, back in California, we all know that uh, a lot of those uh, revival moments and the catalytic moment happening in the West Coast during the Jesus movement. I think two of the most notable uh, uh, fruits of the Jesus movement that uh, they're more concrete in terms of definable movement is the Calvary Chapel uh, by this man of God uh, called Chuck Smith and uh, respectable man of God in the word and strong in the gospel and the movement just kept growing. At the same time, a more spirit-filled movement led by John Wimber, the Vineyard Movement. So I think uh, even for a organic and viral movement that's undefined like Jesus movement, uh, we can study the, the, the five phases that I'm going to discuss with the podcast audience in the coming podcast. The birthing phase, the accelerating phase, the maturation phase, and then I would call the either the refreshing or the institutional phase. So, and then finally continuous growth. Uh, understanding these phases allow us to uh, understand as people with part of the movement uh, how we can partner with the Holy Spirit in each phases and having uh, reasonable expectation. When we're in acceleration phase, is wow, wow, west. It's exciting. <laughs> you know, things, the, the pace and the, the direction is almost like out of control. And then when you reach a maturation phase, things seem more organized and people asking more fundamental questions like how do we uh, journey closer together? How does living together as community and family look like? Are we not just loving God well? Are we loving one another well enough? You know, so some of those questions that touches detail of the movement begin to emerge. Those things that were neglected in the acceleration phase because things were happening so fast were now something that is to be emphasized. And then you reach a point where a movement will either continue to grow or actually will fizzle out, you know, and uh, due to decisions that leaders make. 
So I think that uh, we have many opportunity to uh, study this, and even in North America, the Pentecostal movement yes. and the Southern Baptist yep. movement. You know, the, 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 I think that even the Baptist movement in North America were counterculture when they started. Absolutely. Well, even the, so again, we just go back to revival. Yes. Um, the, the Baptist movement, I mean, in many ways was started out of revival meetings or had its accelerated growth out of these Jesus movements of the past. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I'm just, I really want those that are listening to our podcast to realize that, um, we can join the greatest movement of all time, and that's the that's the the God our, the God that we love receiving glory movement. Yes, and and that God's inviting everybody that's listening today to be a part of something much greater than themselves. Yes, something that'll give them purpose, identity, and significance. Um, because life, I don't think, is worth just living yes. um, just for the just from day to day, just to go to the next thing. We were made to make a difference. And we were made to, to know Christ. And so I really, my, my heartbeat is that out of this podcast and out of the, out of the leadership summit, we see movement started in yes. all the nations of the earth for night and day prayer mm-hmm. and that God would raise up movement leaders. And Malachi, as you're sharing, I'm really inspired. Uh, you didn't use the word diversity of the movement, but from your words, uh, it just become clear to me that it is all right to specialize. It is all right to align yourself with a certain tribe that has certain distinctive. God is the, the conductor in a grand symphony orchestra. It's, it's all right if we specialize in the trumpet, in the string instrument. It is all right that if the Lord is calling us like members of the body with a finger, with a thumb, with a toe, with a, with a nose, not everyone is to be everywhere. In fact, we actually are more fruitful if we allow ourselves to align with the tribe that is closer to what God has, the grace that God has given us, you know, and that actually causes you to to be attracted to the International House of Prayer, even though we're not of the same denomination, well, because we we have that the verbal absolutely. Prayer. Well, I mean, I, so I can say say this is just again a personal story for those listening. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, several years ago, I was invited to come to the first time ever to the prayer room yes. at the International House of Prayer. And I remember just when I walked in and came into the prayer room, I remember I felt like I'm home. I think I met my, my Were family. Were you in your 20s now? I was in my 20s. I was wow, in my that's 20s. remarkable. And I just felt like this is what I've been longing for. Because I, I finally realized that there were people here that really were going hard after God. They believed in prayer and practiced it nonstop. And I go, this is what I've been looking for. And hadn't quite found in the Baptist world quite yet. I, I love my Baptist world. I, I'm um, If I wasn't a Baptist, I would be sorry. I'm serious. I'm, yeah, I'm glad I'm a Baptist. But, we like that about yes. you. Yeah, we like that about you. But I, I knew when I came in that I found family. You found your tribe. Found my tribe. And, yes. and, and I believe, again, there's a lot of people looking for their tribe. And if they're hungry for God, hungry for prayer, they're part of the family. They're part yeah, of the tribe. This is not about trying to be tribal. But this is important that we, we run with the people that share the vision and our core value. It transcends denomination, it transcends organizational label. That's why it's called movement. Mm-hmm. We can be part of a larger movement, at the same time be part of different local church and organization and vehicle of ministry. Uh, I, this is the beauty of the body of Christ. I think we have, we're going to have some exciting dialogue here. Thank you, Malachi, Thank for you. joining us today. 
we will gain more insight from our diverse backgrounds yes. because we come from very different perspectives. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned with us in our ne- next podcast.